Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Cousin, Jersey tucked in, just like he Ooh. would, with a funny pad, with snacks and maps and an MVP trophy. Are you ready for this? That is your most valuable player of the year. When SPF meets MVP, Kirk Cousins is going to take this thing. He has the weapons. He has the experience. He has the new coach. Is going to unlock the entire thing. And for those of you who are saying, he can't win in the playoffs, he can't win the big games. It's a regular season award anyway, so I got a backup plan. <laughs> Kirk Cousins with the tucked in jersey, skull Vikes. Kirk, I love you. I see you. Blast the Creed and drive the minivan. We're winning the MVP. Yeah, That's my call. You like that? You like that? Blast the Creed, everyone. I've been blasting Creed all morning since I saw that clip on Good Morning Football today. I don't know about you guys. Mm. Judd, you're muted. Good start for Judd here. Off to a great start. How'd I get muted? How did that happen? You muted yourself because you were rifling your paper five seconds before you started recording. (laughs) I was going through my newspapers. (laughs) Went down to the gas station, bought a paper. Nothing wrong with that. Why don't you get the paper? You don't get the paper delivered anymore? No. No, I don't. I go to the gas station and get it. How many days a week do you go to the gas station? Isn't it more expensive to go to the gas Probably. station to get the paper? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. It lapsed. We didn't renew. I don't know why. It's not <laughs> my decision. And now, and now you're walking. It's out of my hands. Driving or walking to the gas no, station? No, I drove. I drove. I get in my car, drive down the street, get get a, a, a big old, wait, hold on up. Wait, wait for it. Little here. zero. Oh, some electrolytes. Just, <laughs> yeah. Some electrolytes to start Judd my here day. for electrolytes. <laughs> Start my day. I'm feeling good. I feel like Kirk. <laughs> Judd here for electrolyte candles. Actually, it's oh, crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, let's let's get into this. So you you heard Kyle Kyle Brandt ripping off his hooded sweatshirt on Good Morning Football <laughs> as as they were naming their uh, their MVP favorites, and he named Kirk Cousins. But he wasn't the only high profile football talking head. This seems to be a trendy thing in the last 24 to 48 hours. Michael Irvin from NFL Network also said Kirk Cousins is his 2022 most valuable player. Now, the sports books have Kirk as a 50 to 1, like give or take, but most sports books have him as like a 50 to 1 shot right now, which ranks about 17th, which makes sense that if, if he's, if he's, you know, the 13th to 15th best quarterback, and then you throw in like a, a couple non quarterbacks, a Jonathan Taylor, or maybe a Cooper Cup or something, that he'd be 17th. But what do you guys make of this? This late steam right before they're on the eve of the regular season, basically, you've got people around the NFL talking head sphere saying, Kirk Cousins, this is it. Most valuable player this year. I absolutely love this. I think it's fantastic, and I think it's deserved, and here's why. I, this is 
I, I think what people are doing, rightfully so, is putting together the pieces of the puzzle that everything is set up for Kirk to succeed. He he ha, has an offense now that's basically designed for him. He has a head coach who likes him and talks to him. Imagine yes. that. And he has skill position guys who are outstanding. I mean, Justin Jefferson is is not blowing smoke when he says, by the end of the season, I want to be considered the best receiver in this league. Um, and so I, I love this. And if you go back to last year, when last year, before it started, we said this. We said there are no excuses, which meant it's go time, right? And the Vikings failed miserably. And the GM lost his job. The coach did. Really, the third person of, of that uh, trinity was Kirk. And so, and I think that there were circumstances that certain, certainly the Cousins apologists said, well, I mean, how's Kirk supposed to succeed with the offensive line and the defense was bad? And some of these things were true. But if you look at this now, it's go time. It's go time for Kirk. So I love the inherent pressure here of you're never going to be put in a position to su- succeed like you are right now. So it's somewhat comical. Like, I, I, you know, Brant had fun w- with what he was saying, but I also think that there is some truth behind the expectation, and I think that's fantastic. The stock is clearly rising for a lot of the Vikings as we get closer to week one here. I mean, if, if you look at just how Kyle Brandt and Michael Erdner are talking about uh, Kirk Cousins being an MVP candidate, you even have, like, on FanDuel, the Vikings are now 9.5 for their over-under win total. The Packers are 10.5. So basically now sportsbooks are saying the Packers are only about a game better than the Vikings when it's all said and done for 2022. There, there's something in the air that is brewing, like not just at, at Vegas side, but the talking heads and national heads side. Good morning football panel, three of the four. I think everyone but Peter Schrager picked the Vikings to win the North. So I, I don't know if it was just letting things play out a little bit more and then kind of seeing also the Packers not having enough wide receivers. But now all of a sudden the Vikings stock has seemed to like risen, not overnight, but especially over the last week as we get closer to the start of the football season. Yeah, there's a lot you bring up. You bring up the sports books for for the win. To, I think you said FanDuel has them at yeah. like what, nine nine and a half. Nine and a half for on FanDuel. So I just pulled up Action Network, which lists a bunch of sports books. A lot of the online sports books, the Caesars in here, uh, Bet three sixty five, and a few months ago, you saw a lot of eight and a halfs, nines, and now you're seeing. So points bet has the Vikings at nine and a half over under. Bet365 has not released their their last round here. Caesars has them at 9, DraftKings 9.5, FanDuel 9.5. Bet Rivers is the lowest at 8.5, but you went from seeing a lot of 8.5s and maybe a 9 to now you're seeing a lot of 9.5s and 9s and maybe so they've kind of over the last basically during the offseason workouts and and even though they went 0 3 in the preseason they didn't play their starters. Over the last 3 months or 4 months since the draft all of the talk about culture and Kevin O'Connell and breath of fresh air and then the negative articles about Mike Zimmer, I think and they haven't played a game, and yet the perception is, oh, the Vikings are getting better this offseason just based on vibes, <laughs> right, and yep. maybe modern offensive system. Yep. So it is, uh, yeah, I, I agree that this, this not, the stock is rising for Cousins and the stock is rising for the Vikings, and we'll kind of start to find out here against the Packers and the Eagles, two very formidable opponents. By the way, cheap plug. Alex Boone made his return to Purple Daily. Boone-y. We launched a, a weekly spinoff show called Trenches with Boone, and you can find just an hour of classic Alex Boone, and he gave all sorts of behind-the-scenes anecdotes about Kevin O'Connell, Mike Zimmer, 
and what the Vikings might be in store for this year. So, I'll need uh, bleeps for uh, Alex Boone in your hour episode yesterday. Zero? What? I would have put the speaking of over-unders, I would have put that over-under at at least .5. Give me at least I, one bleep from Boone. I know. I know. I gave him the reminder that we always give him before the show, which is, hey, you can make our life easier in post-production if you just don't swear. It's probably because I wasn't uh, he, on it. I think he likes to mess with you because yes. he sees you like throw your arms up and then like track mark. Oh, gosh. I, he did. He did load up a couple like where he got you know a quarter <laughs> of the word out and then he stopped. So I was proud of him. Yeah, people might be like, "Wow, you can swear on podcasts." We can, but you know, some of our stuff makes it to the radio, and you can't swear on the radio. And our company likes us to just keep everything sort of FCC regulated. So, if you were waiting for six f bombs from Boone, you're going to be disappointed. Yes, I do think the pressure being applied here, though, is is fair based on this. You know, this team, upper echelon guys, brought back a lot of a lot of guys, and I I think there's as uh, the sports books probably and certainly the pundits start to break down what the Vikings are going into the season with, I think when you look at this team, like you do say, if if Zimmer indeed was the big bad boogeyman here, like this team brought back a ton of guys who are talented. So I love this. I love I love the fact now that the Vikings, the Vikings basically said it's the coach's fault. And if we replace the coach, it's going to be fine and we'll actually be good. I love the fact now that the expectation is exactly that. Um, and, and I mean, this is where we're going to find out, I think, beyond a shadow of a doubt, where, where the Kirk, where the Cousins Crusaders and the rest of us are going to come together in a moment of kumbaya. This is the season. Like, this is going to tell us. Unless everyone gets hurt, this is going to be the definitive, okay, you know what? He's damn good and can win. And also, Phil, here's something else I don't like. The one thing I don't get about football, and I get way more in baseball, is I get frustrated with the bailout. And I, I was talking to Chip about this as well on uh, Purple Access. The bailout of, well, quarterback wins mean nothing. Um, pitcher wins, I get. It's a different pitcher. It's a different pitcher. The circumstances, I mean, baseball's a different sport. Um, I, can fu- I can go way more down that path. But... The quarterback wins, so you're telling me a guy who starts every single game is just absolved? Like that to me, I get I get there are circumstances. The defense stunk last year, so mm-hmm. I understand that. But to just absolve a quarterback and say the wins mean nothing um, and then try to, I don't know, equate it to baseball pitcher wins, I think is ridiculous. Yeah, I think people take it way too far on, on both ends that, you can't pin everything on a quarterback, and I think that's the issue that the the anti QB wins crowd has. But they almost go too far and say football is a team sport, and you know you you can't you can't put a roster of fifty three guys in a in a team result. You can't put that on one player. Well, okay. So first of all, that is the most influential player, and if we've been talking about Vegas lines here, the only players really that drastically move Vegas win totals and point spreads on a weekly basis are quarterbacks. There's a reason why the Packers lose Devontae Adams and are still like the third favorite to win the Super Bowl in a lot of sports books. Well, they're going to be three wins worse because they lost Devontae Adams. Well, there's a lot of smart people that would tell you that the, the, the only real significant blow to that team would be Aaron Rodgers. Unless you start to be rode like five or six pieces and it, and it adds up. They're going to be worse without Devontae Adams, but the quarterback is the most influential player. And I think if you look to, we've done this exercise, if you just look, once you, once you get to like 100, 150 starts in the NFL, the best quarterbacks have records or team records that are way above 500. We're talking like 50, 60 
Sometimes 100 games over 500 if you look at a Tom Brady and some players who play you know, over the course of 15 years. And, and that actually brings me to, I, I was curious, what does an NFL MVP quarterback look like the last 10 years? What does your statistical and team success profile have to look like? And so I went and dug up the last 10 quarterbacks to win MVP. And what I did was I, so I just took their yardage, just their back of the football card stats. So forget about analytics for a second. Their yardage, their touchdowns, their interceptions, their completion percentage, and then their traditional passer rating. And I, I did include rush yards in the yardage for Lamar Jackson and Cam Newton, but I didn't include their, their rushing touchdowns. I just I took the because a lot of the yards that they're gaining between the 20s are them taking off and running for 15 yards. So I did include that in the yardage. Sure. So the average MVP over the last 10 years has 4,600 yards, mostly throwing, 41 touchdowns to seven interceptions, 67% completions, and a 113 passer rating. And maybe here's the biggest thing, team success. The average number of team wins for the last 10 quarterback MVPs, 13. So a 13-3 and three record. Now, if you extrapolate all of this to a 17-game season, which is what we're operating under now, we're talking 4,900 yards, 44 touchdowns, 8 interceptions, 67% completions, 113 passer rating, and 13 or 14 wins. So that's, I mean, that's kind of the bar. That's that's what Aaron Rodgers does. That's what Patrick Mahomes did in you know whatever it was, 2018. Tom Brady multiple times with the Patriots. Peyton Manning before he lost his powers. So do you guys think that Kirk can throw for like 5,000 yards, 40? You know he's thrown for 33, 35 touchdowns, before, but but tack on 10 extra touchdowns, tack on you know call it an extra four team wins from five team wins from last year. That's the bar that he would have to meet and that the team would have to meet for him to be the NFL MVP. So I think statistically he can be fantastic. And in fact, there have been times he has been. Um, But let's go to the last thing. Let's go to the team wins and the difference he makes there. And to me, that becomes the most important defining thing. Uh, And I guess my answer is I have no clue. I have no clue until I actually see it. and, And I actually see it executed not only by Kirk, but O'Connell as well, the offensive staff. Uh, I do think that when you are given an offensive line that for the most part should be solid, and I do think that when you are given a player who is a superstar and is as special as Justin Jefferson is going to to be health provided, that you are put in a position to 1,000% succeed. And that's not even talking about Dalvin Cook or Thielen. Um, Skill position players are very, very good. But can Kirk take that next intangible-laden step to improve the team's wins and and actually um, put the team on his back, which, by the way, quarterbacks can do. Like, there have been times, we've seen it, um, that that QBs put the team, the great ones, on their back. I have no clue. Do I think he's been put in a position for that to occur? Absolutely. Like, they're going to do – I mean, they've made it very clear. They have, they have done everything they can. They are bending over backwards to make him as successful as possible. Um, you know, Zimmer's gone. O'Connell's there. O'Connell is, I, I think if Kirk says jump, O'Connell jumps right, right now. And I don't mean that in a destructive or bad way. Uh, but I don't, I don't know the answer because, quite frankly, in Kirk's career, 
other than a few games here and there, Philadelphia game in 2018, Saints playoff game in 2019, I have never really seen Kirk put this team on his his back. And I've I think the worst part is I've always seen him be comfortable for the most part with not doing that and that becomes my question. It, it, because it takes a special person. It takes a special per- person. And just to be clear here too, Phil, you, you know you documented, and you're exactly right, what it takes to be an MVP in the regular season. We're not even talking about the playoffs. We're, we're, right. There's actually a lot of playoff failures in this group. Aaron Rodgers, the last three three years. I'm sorry, but when you are 13-3 and three for three consecutive years and come up short every year, like I don't expect you to go to three consecutive Super Bowls, but, I mean, we are talking about the regular season. The playoffs, to me, is a different story, more pressure, and you're you're right. There are... In the list that you just went through, there are some epic failures from quarterbacks who we've considered to had great to have had great seasons. Yeah, yeah. Rogers, uh, I'm trying to look at. You. I, so they won the Super Bowl, I think, in one of his non MVP years because the the year yes the year that they went 15 and one and he won his first MVP. Which, by the way, I'm pretty sure he missed a game that year and still threw for 4,600 yards, 45 touchdowns. One, it was just one of the greatest seasons of all time. So, so th- th- I think this list I, I, isn't there a stat that it's been like twenty years since an NFL MVP or like twenty five years since an NFL MVP has won the Super Bowl. I think that's it. I think that's the case. I think I did read that. It's like a weird a curse or something. So, um, let's shout out one of our new partners here on the show. Here, Some, a lot of people ask you what's the what's the best thing I can do to help you guys as you grow this thing. Score North, Mackie and Jeb, Purple Daily, and. If you can listen on a regular basis, it's always very helpful. But if you can support our sponsors, like Hail Ace has jumped on board here on Mackie and Judd. That's right. Hail Ace, our guy Adam, a loyal Vikings and Purple Daily listener fan here of Score North. There, there was some pretty rough hail and uh, rain season in, in this spring and summer. So if, if your car got dented a little bit, go check out our guys at Hail Ace. Uh, Hail Ace repairs at zero cost to you, the customer. They will save your deductible. They'll provide rental car insurance. They'll help work with insurance companies to help you handle the claim. You can go to Hail Ace dot com to learn more maybe book an appointment and also they're giving away a pair of vikings tickets if you go between september and october you'll be entered for a pair of late season vikings tickets in the players club i should say by the way so a nice experience at u.s bank stadium so if you got some hail damage go check out our guy adam go to hailace.com to learn more judd tell them also about uh, our friends at spiralite candles if you're looking for a great gift idea for an anniversary or a birthday or something or let, let's ju- just say that you are prepared to watch the Vikings game on Sunday, and you know it's going to be stressful because Vikings-Packers, always stressful. And you're saying, or, okay, what's the one thing I can do to calm my nerves? I've got it right here. Judd's Purple Positivity Candle from Spiralite, which, look, it burns, of course, because it's Spiralite, spirally down. And then there is a wick at the end, and I'm going to tell you right now, the aroma, the calmness, the soothing. You, you talk about calming the crowd, quieting them. I'm telling you right now, as you watch this tilt on Sunday, talk about calming your nerves. Judd's Purple Positivity Candle is the exact way to do that. And Phil is right. Spiralite has a variety of candles that are great gifts. It's as simple as going to their website, spiralightcandles.com. Spiralightcandles.com. Bring some purple positivity to your season, no matter what happens to the actual purple. You like that? By the way, so one more nugget here on the sort of the, what is it? What is it going to take for Kirk to actually fulfill these MVP expectations that some of these talking heads are putting on him? 
So in his career, he has been a starter now for, I think, seven years. One, two, full-time starter for seven years. This is going to be his eighth, eighth season. The best team record that a Kirk Cousins-led team has had is 10-6 and six in 2019. Now, the worst record is 7-9. and nine. So the, the, in, in those seven years, the, the range of outcomes for a Kirk Cousins team is very narrow. It's either seven and nine, eight and eight, nine and seven, or whatever the math is now that they that they play more games. So if you if you look then at the average record of Kirk Cousins, so ten wins is the best. His average record is eight wins because he's exactly five hundred. The worst record of any of the last ten MVPs team record. We're not even going to say QB wins team record is Matt Ryan's Falcons went eleven and five when he won the MVP a handful of years ago. And he threw for 4,900 yards, 38 touchdowns, 7 picks, 70% completions, a 117.1 passer rating. They also had a 4-touchdown lead in the Super Bowl. That didn't count to the voting because the voting takes place before the playoffs. But, but the, like, So he'd have to get to a level, the bottom level of an MVP the last 10 years is 11 team wins and then crazy individual statistics. So just to reach that, the average number of wins is 13. So, I mean, he'd have to, the team and he would have to go to lengths that we have not seen. And he has been a good statistical quarterback, but this would be a totally new level even for him. How many guys have had, and, and look, there, there have been some very good players in the list I'm about to ask about, but how many quarterbacks have had the skill position talent around them that Kirk is going to? Um, when, when you throw in Dalvin Cook, Jefferson is elite. He is a superstar. Feeling is damn good. K.J. Osborne's productive. I wouldn't call him great, but he is certainly productive, and his career arc is going in the correct way. That's where I think this becomes a very intriguing discussion, is you're about to unleash Kirk with skill position guys who, who just as a group, might be as good as a group as any MVP QB has had in recent history. Yeah, well, Rodgers had Devontae Adams, but I think... Depth-wise, the Vikings have had a better receiving group the last two years. Maybe Devontae Adams is the number one, but Jefferson's the number two. Thielen and KJ are probably right there. You take Dalvin Cook. Now, the Packers have had better offensive lines than the Vikings have had the last couple of years. Patrick Mahomes, a handful of years ago, it's nice to have Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey, the, and, the Andy Reid offensive scheme. But that was also just Patrick Mahomes being generationally great. Uh, Matt Ryan had Julio Jones in his prime and a couple other weapons as well. Uh, didn't he have, he had a couple good running backs too. And then Pey- Peyton Manning back in what, 2013? I don't remember exactly, but Demarius Thomas oh, was one of the best receivers in the NFL. But Peyton was was making a lot of those guys way better too because he was yeah. just so accurate in the Absolutely. intermediate range. But yeah, I think you would you would put Jefferson Thielen, Dalvin Cook, you know, KJ Osborne's a good number three, but let's start with those three guys. I think you would put those three skill position players up against any of the groups that are that are you know, any of these quarterbacks that have won the MVP for sure. Offensive line, you'd have to do a comb through, but a lot of these quarterbacks are making their offensive lines better too. Yes. I mean, for sure, like Lamar Jackson. Now he takes a lot of sacks, but he also extends a lot of plays. Rogers, Patrick Mahomes sure. extends plays. Rogers, yeah, because they've had guys hurt left and right. Brady and Manning are statues, but they are so great at just deciphering what's happening before the line, before the uh, the ball is snapped. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. And I just looked too on Action Network. The consensus is Kirk at forty to one 
to win the MVP. Mm. He is ahead, just ahead of Matt Ryan, Mac Jones, Tua, Jonathan Taylor, and Derrick Henry. But he's behind Derek Carr, Jalen Hurts, Trey Lance. That's weird. Really? I don't know if I see that. I guess they're just the Kyle Shanahan offense elevated Matt Ryan six years ago. I got to see that one to believe it. Kyler, Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, 16 to 1, Matt Stafford, 15 to 1. And then you get up into the Russell Wilson, Joe Burrow, Aaron Rodgers, Justin Herbert, Mahomes, Brady, Josh Allen. Josh Allen's the favorite at 7 to 1, if I'm reading this correctly. So there you go. Kirk Cousins getting MVP. Michael Irvin, the playmaker. I love that one. Amazing. Uh, all right, we've got Write That Down predictions today and an accountability session on both Mackie and Judd and Purple Daily. And uh, if you are new to our shows, if you maybe have just discovered us sometime before uh, the season starts or after last season ended, Vikings Ventline, the regular season post-game edition, returns on Sunday. It is the most fan-friendly and interactive post-game show you're going to find probably on the planet because we turn the show over to you guys and we make it all about the fans, and uh, we start immediately on the Purple Daily YouTube channel after every single Vikings game. So uh, we'll give you directions, and we'll we'll let you know how you can get on, but but save the email address, vikingsventline at gmail.com. That's where you can submit your uh, request to be on the show and be one of the co-hosts with us. So, All right, we're going to pause here, collect ourselves, and uh, fire up some, some predictions. The last round of predictions before the 2022 Vikings season begins. Uh, yeah. Most sports talking heads make predictions, then hope you forget about how wrong they were. But not Mackie and Judd. Write this down. This is the big leagues, where we own our terrible predictions. Write that down. And keep track of each other's batting averages. It's Write That Down. Write it down. You like writing things down. With Mackie and Judd. That's right. No other show in America would dare put their reputations and careers on the line like this by putting statistics next to our predictions. Every single week. Judd, when are you going to admit that you were wrong? Hold on a second. My career's on the line right now? Yes. Just because I'm going to admit I was wrong twice on Wednesday? Yes. You should be Yes, you should be ashamed of yourself. Where's my resume? Hey, Stella, get my resume together. We need to create a LinkedIn profile for Judd. The dog's going to help me. Especially after these last couple weeks. Oh, um, oh boy. All right. Let's, uh, let's get into the accountability session here and get to some predictions presented by our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. They've been helping businesses, much like a great offensive line, ward off risks on the horizon, things that might potentially drag down your bottom line or your top line. Federated's all about risk management tools and resources to help maximize the success of your business. Find out how they can help you at federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business, to protect yours. So here's how it works. Three predictions from everybody each week. They must be quantifiable. We keep track of batting averages and home runs. And listeners, if you want to participate, like Matt is about to, you can send us a message through the Score North app, and we will get you scheduled for sometime this fall or uh, early winter. So, all right, are you guys ready? Are you ready? No, but, to, to no, but let's do Accountable. Let's see I'm ready. I'm good. All right. Judd, you only had one thing come off the board. You, oh, you, yeah, you tried know. to counter. I believe you tried to counter Declan's yeah, U.S. Thinking. Open prediction that uh, mm. Annette Contavit uh, would beat Serena Williams. Conavite. Conavite. She's not going to be in the tournament anymore. anymore yeah. Second no. seed. The second seed. Yeah, she did. 
Make a case Very she choked afterwards. I mean, I mean, she beat the second seed, and she was up 5-3 in the next and, and then lost. I know. And you know what? If she hadn't played doubles the day yeah. between the singles matches, she might have had more gas on the tank. Did, I, did you guys see my tweet last night? There has been a watch party in the lobby of my apartment from right. like 9 to 11 p.m. of people watching the watching this tournament. Wow. And I, I, Not I just a Serena watch party. It's like even a tournament itself? Yeah, the I'd whole move. tournament. I, I'd well, move right now. Yeah, the, things aren't trending Get for a, a good old lease renewal with old Dex tweets at this apartment. Oh, building, so. no. Dude. The dog, yeah, uh, the dog. The dog and I got, I got a tennis over. watch I mean, party. What the hell's what, going what, on? What, what's that? How could you move into a place with a uh, tennis watch party? I know. It's amazing, man. It's always bad when you're like a week and a half into a new apartment lease and you're like, oh, oh this ain't it. crap. This ain't it. Oh, All right, boy. I had a bad week. This is, man, I've just been full of bad beats lately here. So uh, there were some 38 and a half roaming around there early, and I, I locked in at 37 and a half, and I said, you know, Jerry Kill is going to have his team play with enough pride to cover the 37 and a half against the Gophers. And they lost 38 to nothing. That'd be, you're right. I was trying to figure out toward the end of the game, like, okay, if they can just hold the Gophers to a field goal instead of a touchdown, or maybe... Maybe the Gophers will put in some backups, and uh, New Mexico State can like bust off a fifty-yard pass to a tight end or something. And that's one of the worst football teams I've ever seen. <laughs> Jerry Kill, man, I hope the money is decent because uh, that's going to be tough. All right, I was wrong, Declan. I told you Martin mm. Perez would have an ERA over four by the end of August, and. Yeah. He's continuing his lights out career season. So I I was wrong for ridiculing you earlier this season. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I apo- I apologize. Good for sincerely. you. Good for you. I admit I'm wrong to to my significant other a lot. So it feels good to actually hear this on the other end of something. So it's nice. Still not I sure I would trust Martin Perez in a in a big spot, but yeah. but Joey Gallo, you would. Well, Declan kind of admitted he was wrong. Yeah, I Joey Gallo, it. but then yeah. he but then he fought. And Declan was like. Well, how is he going to help the Twins? I don't know. They score a run every game. Maybe Joey can make it two. But uh, the Twins don't have either Martin Perez or Joey Gallo, and they play two games against the Yankees today. Uh, wouldn't that be fun to see Joey Gallo back at Yankee Stadium in a Twins uniform this week, though? Just jacking bombs with peace of mind. A revenge tour. Yeah. Can't happen, though. And then uh, I, I let this one play out because there were still a couple undecideds. But uh, I said Ben Johnson would land at least three top 500 recruits in the 2022 class that are from Minnesota. And I think there was like 12 or 13 in the top 500 that were from Minnesota. And he landed two of them. Ah. So mm. there's still one. I think it's sure. is it Willie Wilson from North High School. I don't think he is sure. landed with a team yet, but I don't know. Oh, uh, all right. Listeners had a little bit of a bloodbath here. Christian, this is a bad beat for you. You said Alex Boone will curse three more times between I think you said this in February and the regular season. Well, Alex was was off the show for like seven months oh. launching his offensive line business. Right. He came back for an episode that we posted this morning, and he did not curse at all on that episode. Oh. So just lack a, of opportunity there. That's a Kristen. really bad beat. Yeah. Yeah, because if you would have done, you know, like 20 off-season episodes, yeah, that, I think that, this would have That's an been. Adam Ball. It's an L6 on the scorecard. That's just a line out right at the shortstop or rocket. That's too bad. That's a tough one, yeah. All right, Robert had a four-item parlay here, and he nailed the first three. And, and again, there's a few things here that I just either didn't take off the board or didn't look deep enough into the parlay. But this is so last season, he said the Vikings will get back to 500. They did. They didn't get over 500, but they got back to 500. 
they will not have a top 10 pick, and they will get uh, the seventh seed or miss the playoffs, which they did miss the playoffs. And then uh, is it Matthew Barzell? Barzell. Barzell. He said he would have a plus <laughs> minus of 20 or more. He had a minus 15. Well, dude, so, oh. Robert, why didn't you stop while you were ahead? Yeah, man. Super random fourth thing to put on that parlay. Okay. And it gotcha. An Islander got him. Yeah. And then Matt said the Gophers football team, by the class, he said this like three years ago, by the class of 2022, or the or or the following, I guess I missed that part. Uh, they will sign a top five recruit in a top fifteen class. Well, they they haven't yet, and they are right now. I think they have the thirty seventh ranked class. Mm. So I guess I I didn't see the or the following part. So I can put this back on the board. We'll just leave it on the board. Uh, and then Dustin said, if Mark Cavendish competes in the Tour de France, he will take the lead for the total stage wins. He's currently tied. At 34. Well, he did not compete. So the first part of this comes off the board, and we go to the second part, which is, or Tadej Pogacar? Sure. Pogacar? Yeah. Will win the Tour de France for the third consecutive year. Now, uh, I looked it up. He had he had the lead. He had the yellow jacket oh. for, like, I don't know, six different stages, but he did not win. Mm. So I believe this comes off the board as an L for for the listeners. All right, and then Declan, not a bad week for you. You said we'll start with the bad. You said Luis Arise. Oh, did this finally happen? Would, would not relinquish the AL batting average lead for the rest of the season. He would he would coast out front to a batting title victory. Did he finally drop it? Xander Bogarts. Oh, yeah, he, he finally did. Dang it. Yeah, it's been a rough stretch here for yeah, Luis, man. Yeah. I mean, eight not weeks. a great time for him to go cold. That was still eight August weeks. Was not that wasn't that wasn't bad, but yeah, dang it. I really wanted that one. But you had three predictions from last week all come off the board. All of them correct. You said Tony Storm would win the AEW Women's Championship. Yeah. Serena Williams would beat the number two seed at the U.S. Open. Yeah. And Seth Rollins would beat Riddle at Clash of the Castle. He's back. So with that, Declan is back up to 467 with 13 dingers. Judd, 365 with seven home runs. I'm at the listeners and I basically have the same stats. I'm at 284 with 10 home runs. Listeners at 281 with 10 home runs. All time Judd leads with 235 hits. Listeners lead with 29 home runs. All right. So there you have it. Those are the the statistics. Let's bring Matt in here, making his first appearance ever on Write That Down as a guest listener predictor. Matt, what's going on, man? When did you become a Minnesota sports fan for the first time? Um, well, glad to be here. Um, I was born in 1997. I, this was a discussion on the previous episode a few days ago. Um, I think my first recollection of heartbreaking defeats was the 2006 ALDS against the A's, where oh, the God. Twins got swept. I think I was like seven, seven, eight years old then at that time. Um, and I don't remember any Twins playoff wins in my lifetime. Dude, that was 16. That 06 team still pisses me yeah, off. Was, and some of it was yeah. bad luck because Brad Rackey was pitching with a frayed labrum by the end of the year, and Liriano blew his elbow out in, like, early September. Yeah, I, don't, just, I, don't, I didn't know they were good at that time when I was sitting there, but it was pretty heartbreaking to sit there. I, th- I don't remember what I was doing at the time, but I watched at least one of the games, and I was just so mad. Yeah, they had that team was stacked, man. They had the Cy Young Award. They had one of the greatest pitchers of that era in Johan Santana. And he was the second best starting pitcher on the team that season because yeah. Liriano was actually better than Santana was that year. Yeah. And then he goes down with the injury. Then you had a batting champion, MVP. You had Michael Kadire career season, Gold Glove, Tory Hunter, and 
explosion offensive year. And that was the one year that Nick Punto took over at third base, became the best defensive yeah. third baseman in the game. <laughs> I think he batted 300 that year, had a bunch of doubles and triples. Just a right. stacked team, and they get <sighs> swept. Injuries, and then they get swept. Joe Nathan, one of the great closers. Yeah, I, I think my family got excited about that that team, and it was either 07 or 08 we had the 10-game package at the Metrodome. <laughs> I went to a bunch of games there, and I don't think – I don't think – Oh wait, was I mean we probably won the division, but oh wait, was a was the first game one sixty three, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, Joe, wasn't that the, right. the White Sox yeah. beat the Twins one to nothing? Correct. They beat Blackburn. Jim Tomey hit a home yeah. run and beat Blackburn. Yeah, yep. All right. Anyways, now that we've gone down that dark wormhole of uh, <laughs> Twins history, you asked the question. I know, yeah. I know. So we'll see. Here's how we're gonna go three trips around the room: Matt, Judd, Declan, me. So Matt, you are the leadoff hitter, sir. Uh, fire away with your first prediction. Awesome. So I have one Twins prediction and two Vikings predictions. Uh, this first one will hopefully be a check down, but you know, you know how it works usually for the Twins. Uh, so write this down. The Minnesota Twins will win exactly one playoff game in 2022. Okay. Exactly one. So they will fulfill. Judd has set the bar at one playoff yeah. game and then just go away, basically. They will break the streak so and then make lose consec- two consecutive games at home against the Mariners or Rays or whoever it ends up being. Is that part on the record or off the record? That's you, off the record. Uh, yeah, okay. don't, don't, don't do that. Don't do that to yourself. That. No, I'm smart enough not to do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, da- that's right a dangerous thing to do. Matt's watched enough. Yes. All right, Judd. All right, I'm going to apply some uh, pressure also to the Gopher football team because the more I think about this, the more it's a realistic goal, and it's very simple. The Gophers will win the Big Ten West this season, and they will clinch it with a victory at Wisconsin. The game is November Whoa. 26th. It's Harlan. the last regular season game. Uh, so, yes, the Gophers will win the, the Big Ten West, and they will have to win their last game at Wisconsin because I think in watching the West, in scouting it, and my God, it doesn't look good, um, I think Wisconsin and the Gophers are probably probably the two best teams. So, yes, Camp Randall, November 26th, Gophers retain the X, win the Big Ten West. That Iowa so game I, was ahead, yeah. That Iowa game was so bad against South Dakota State that I don't know if you guys noticed this, but the drive of the game, you know, they have to like you know the sponsor. Hey, the you know, Federated okay. Insurance drive of the game was the safety. That that there yeah. there was there was no touchdown to work with because there was two no. safeties and a field goal in the entire game. I hate Iowa, dude. They're such a joke. And the, I, the Iowa punter was the star of the game. He was. He was the star. He was the offensive star of the game. Good for him, man. What a what a what a great victory over South Dakota oh State. God. Um, so I have a dumb question. I don't know why I'm blanking on this, but for the division standings, it's it's your conference record with no. It's not just your division record. It's your conference record. Right, Big Ten right? record. Big Ten. So record. yep. So here's the advantage for the Gophers. Yes. In about three weeks, Wisconsin plays at Ohio State. The Gophers don't have to play Ohio State or Michigan. The Gophers, so I believe it's it's basically the same schedule. Both teams play Michigan State, but then the Gophers play Penn State, who's good, but not Ohio State good. So that might be the difference. That was Wisconsin just has that one extra hard game on their schedule, and uh, and the Gophers play Penn State. So we shall see. Okay. Okay. Write this down. Uh, write this down. You, oh, sorry, Declan. Okay. You go ahead. Uh, Sorry, I got really excited there. First, I'll, I'll do a twins prediction as well. Double header. Please give me. Oh, you're going to put yeah, a note on my door, Dex? Yeah, What's going to. Oh, boy. I'll come up there. I don't want to be in your COVID land. All right. Uh, first prediction for me. Wow. 
Twins got a doubleheader against the Yankees today, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna speak it into existence, and I want a home run. The Twins sweep their Wednesday doubleheader against the Yankees. Oh. Wow! The Twins sweep so, their Wednesday doubleheader against the Yankees. Two wins at Yankee Stadium, I think, since uh, 2015. Yeah, they're gonna sweep their doubleheader. That's a home run. I'm Definitely text, a home run. Yeah, I'm gonna text the, the bosses right now and and see if they can drug test you immediately. Please don't. That that would not be a good idea. I'm I'm in the, I'm in the process of uh, <laughs> trying to get right predictions. Okay, earmuffs, yeah, earmuffs, earmuffs. Oh, okay. Write home. write this down. I'm going to go with an AEW prediction nice. here. I don't know if you if you guys have followed. It's leaked into the mainstream. So AEW is the for for those that that don't really know what's happening here. It is the the main competitor to the WWE, and they have a bunch of big stars, some former WWE guys, and some international stars. CM Punk won the championship on Sunday night. And then after they have post game press conferences and these guys literally will just like talk openly about it's awesome. It's it's not like a fake press conference. It's like, oh, they're talking about what happened and like they're you know, they're they're kind of pulling back the curtain. And he went scorched earth on the company and a bunch of the key figures behind the scenes and some of the other wrestlers. And Sports Illustrated has a report today that uh like seven people got suspended for an altercation and CM Punk is at the very least going to be suspended, but they are trying to figure out if he's even going to be with the company anymore, even though he's their champion. So I'm going to say this. I think he has already worn out his welcome. Yeah. Phil Brooks, CM Punk, will not be with AEW on October 1st. Okay. I think that I think they're done with him. Wow. So this is real. He is a yes. And this is what this is kind of what happened at the end of the WWE. He's just a cantankerous, angry guy. He's super talented. But uh, behind the scenes, he is a huge pain in the ass. Write this down. And I'm telling you that, that I think this is the real deal. And he oh, is going to fuck. not be with AEW on October 1st. Write it down. What? Wow. This is drama that even Judd can get into. It's pretty cool. Oh, I saw the presser. It was yeah. good. Yeah, Dude, it was he just, awesome. Yeah, it was incredible. The Sydney Crosby thing, too. Yeah, he Some got, guy was wearing a penguin hat. F Sydney Crosby. <laughs> F Malkin. Yeah, of course, it, the funny thing is, like, the whole premise of his, of his rant was about how this is a business and too many of these idiots are going into business for themselves and airing out dirty laundry. It's like, well, no, you're doing you're that doing times a hundred right now and it's going to wreck everything. So anyhow, all right, back to, uh, back to Matt here, your second prediction, sir. Write this down. All right. Write this down by week 10 of the NFL regular season. Garrett Bradbury, Garrett Bradbury will no longer be starting at center for the Minnesota Vikings. So um, if he gets replaced, so he'll just have to like not be starting there might be some if there's like a back and forth between him and somebody else. Then yeah, you get the point here. Maybe he'll be playing. Maybe he'll be playing poorly, or or an injury will happen, or maybe yeah. Schlotman will just be ready to take over after center. Schlotman. The Vikings yeah. could use a guy named Schlotman in the middle. Schlotman's of a great Absolutely. offensive line name. It is. It's like perfect. Mm-hmm. It's way better than Bradbury. Bradbury. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Brad, Bradbury sounds like the guy that lives next door. Yeah, the Brad, hey. like the Bradbury family. If yeah. The, the, the hey, we're gonna, we're, oh, we're inviting the Bradberries over, and we're going to grill out tonight. Yeah, and, you know, play some Jenga. Well, exactly. <laughs> Did you more than sounds like a guy that just comes out in the front yard. He's dirty already. Hand in mows the, dirt. the lawn. His hand is just He's surgically attached to the dirt. <laughs> oh, it. It's the Write it down. You like writing things down, All right, Schlotman. Oh man, I don't even want to know what Mrs. Schlotman looks like. Oh, Anyhow. She's, yeah, meat and potatoes, gal. Um, 
<laughs> All right. So I, I'm going to go with the prediction that Phil went with last week on the golfers, but I'm actually going to side with the golfers here. The golfers will indeed cover the spread against Western Illinois on Saturday. And in the Star Tribune today, that was also, same as last week, 37 and a half points. Okay. Don't you find it amazing how, so the, the Gopher, you don't know anything about these teams other than sort of like offseason, you know, their roster. College teams are so volatile. And Vegas comes in, you know, licks its finger, sticks it in the wind and says, 37 and a half sounds about right. And it's 38 to nothing. I how? How? I, it's, I, why not? Why wasn't I, it 28 or 44? You know, it doesn't make sense. I yeah, mean, these people. Write it down. You like writing. There is a down. reason why these people help build multi-billion-dollar entities in, on the strip in Vegas, right? Mm-hmm. All right, Dex. Uh, second prediction for me: there was a news that is it Bill Vinovich? Is that how you pronounce it, Joe? The referee for for the yep. Vikings Packers game. Yep. Who uh, yep. H- historically does not throw a lot of flags. His crew doesn't throw a lot of flags, which is good news for the mm-hmm. Vikings. So I'll, I'm going to say this. There will be no more than 10 flags thrown in the Vikings-Packers game. No more than 10. So 10 or less, this hits. If it's 11 or more, it does not. Fla- so flags thrown or penalties? Except. So what if they throw a flag and it gets uh, right, I'll, declined? I'll, how, do we, how do we call there, it? No Are going to count the flags? There will be no more than 10 penalties. No more than 10 okay. penalties. So, so if, if it's a 12 but two are declined, you lose? Yes. Yes. Well, no. Yeah, no, wait, no more no than more 10. Than You're 10. saying 10 or fewer. Yes, yes 10 or right. fewer flags. Right. Accepted penalties. Except. Yes, sure, yes. Unless you want to count the actual flags and declinings, which they don't. those don't show up in the box okay. score, I don't think. Okay, got no, it. No, they, they do. They're in, in the play-by-play. Okay. So if a oh, penalty is declined. Oh, well, you have to through the play-by-play, though. I'll track it for you. How about that? I'll look at this that works. for you. Okay? That works just, for me. I'm yeah. just telling you. I'm the messenger. <laughs> There's just a lot. Listen, there's a, it's it, there's a lot that goes into tracking declined. I didn't realize okay? week one was going to be such an adventure. Just trying to make this uh, as uh, as seamless as possible. Okay, write this down. Our guests. <laughs> the Gopher football team will play in the Rose Bowl this season. I am feeling it. Last week I said at least nine wins. Uh huh. I'm feeling it, man. The schedule's weak. The division's weak. You can get to ten. I'm not saying. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna leave it at Rose Bowl. They will play in the Rose Bowl this season. But you can get to it if you can get to a ten and two regular season record. You'll be one of the top fourteen teams in the country. You'll play a fairly yeah. respectable game against Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship and mm-hmm. backdoor your way into a Rose Bowl. Write this down. The Rose Bowl will never be as achievable for this program as it is this year. Yeah, it was actually very achievable. What 2019? Right? It wasn't. I moved yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I'm just saying right just now. Like they, they need to beat either Iowa or Wisconsin, and they couldn't. So Beat them both. This still time. a fun season. But they beat Auburn in the Outback Bowl, so that was good. Write this down. All right, Matt, your third and final prediction. All righty. Write this down. Kirk Cousins will set a career high in touchdowns and interceptions in the 2022 regular season, yeah. which I, I did the uh, – I looked through the stats that would have to be at least 36 touchdowns and 14 interceptions. I could see that. I could see a 40-burger – like 40, 40 touchdowns and 14 picks or something. And that yeah. would actually put him in. I don't think that would win him the MVP, but it would it would put him in the discussion. Like yeah. Stafford was in the discussion last year. Yeah, you know? he would have to have those interceptions be cut in half, I think. But uh, it was cool to see him on, on the, whoever that analyst was that had him as an MVP dark horse for 2022. Yeah, Kyle Brandt has him winning it, and Michael yeah. Irvin has him winning it. 
Michael Irvin might also have like you know he's got that the 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 knot that he ties with his ties might be a little tight might be losing oxygen but right we'll see so Matt uh, great work your first time on write that down since you've got this life changing platform here on Mackie and Judd is there anyone you'd like to thank that brought you to this pinnacle moment yeah of course I would I'd like to uh, thank my family for giving me the best sports town to be a fan in of any other sports town. Uh, I would like to thank my girlfriend for letting me watch football all weekend once August rolls around, and that won't stop until hopefully February. Um, and then to my coworkers, or one in particular who tells me to stop being pessimistic about the twins. <laughs> oh, that guy's wrong. Yeah. You're right. I don't, I mean, I don't know if he'll be watching this, but uh, I just put it out there so that maybe I'll stop being pessimistic once they win a playoff game. It takes a special kind of optimism to still be optimistic about the Minnesota Twins 20 yeah. years after their last playoff series victory. But Yep, I, I told him that I have never seen a playoff victory and there's no reason for me to be happy about this team. Listen, Judd, is this is this your actual son here, Matt? Is there yeah, something you guys would like it. to tell us? I can't talk about it. <laughs> is there something you'd like to tell us? Matt, shoot, great work. Go ahead, Matt. Judd. Oh, no, I was going to say something. No, it's fine. Yes. Fine work, but be, you be you, man. Don't allow don't allow your coworkers to tell you to be positive until this team wins a playoff game, if not a playoff series. All right, sounds good. All right, there's some life advice for you, Matt. On the yeah. way out the door. Thank you. See you, dude. Thanks for coming. Right. I was going to say something, but I decided not to say it. Is that what the uh, the awkward conversations would be like if Judd actually had a son right there? I was going to say. I was going to. You be you, man. Yeah. Do, do one of those. <laughs> Those tests, and we can find out if you're my kid. But I oh yeah, let's go on Maury Povich. Does that show still exist? I don't Maury know Povich? if Maury's still on. Is he alive still? What do you think? Do you think Maury Povich is? still I think alive? he's still alive. For sure. Once a bad boy for the uh, for, for for the now twins. Maury Povich, when they were the what Washington Senators? He his dad was a famous columnist for the Post. Charlie <laughs> Povich. Dude, he's he was a bad boy. Three years old now. Yeah, he was a bad and boy. apparently still has a show. No, it was canceled. It looks like it was canceled. Is Springer still alive? Is Springer still around? I'm sure he's alive. Let's see here. Jerry, Jerry Springer. Jerry. Jerry was great. Jerry Springer, 78 so years old, man. Is he really? Wow. And his show continued until 2018. Apparently, he launched a podcast in 2015. I have no idea if that's still happening. Hmm. Um, what would you guys guess Jerry Springer's net worth is? Oh, God. I'm horrible at this. Yeah, I am too. But oh, it's actually way lower than I thought. He must not have had his own. He must. He must not have had his own company. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's just, it's sixty million dollars, so he's doing fine. But I would have thought that you're on syndicated TV for like thirty years. And... I believe he was at one time, if I'm not mistaken, on this, the mayor of Cincinnati. That is correct. <laughs> what? That is correct. I don't know why. Roy Povich I also was know a bad boy oh. for the senators, and Jerry Springer was, was at one mayor. time the mayor of Cincinnati. Yes, amazing. Amazing. Um, all right. Well, the more you know, the more you know. Actually, the more you know about weight loss, too, the more you can uh, do what Judd did, lose 40 pounds and keep it off. That, that's right. And that is thanks, of course, to my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers. And, yes, I said weight control. It's not a diet plan. It is a lifestyle plan. And I'm going to tell you right now, taking the weight off was as simple as it gets. It was a great experience. And, most importantly, keeping that weight off has been key. 
Dawn said, you know, Judd, you've lost all this weight. I'd like to drop some, too. She's down 16 pounds. Look, this works. And right now, the offer is this. And and it started on Monday. It's for fall, and it is a great offer. Eight weeks for free. Imagine all the weight that you can drop in eight weeks and then keep the plan going. It is outstanding. How, how do you join? As easy as this, 855-GO-LIVIA, 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, or... Livia, L-I-V-E-A dot com. If you're in the state here, there's a bunch of centers where you can go talk to their dietitians and nutritionists. If you're not, guess what? You can do virtual meetings. They will send you their food. It is as easy as it gets. Again, the weight loss starts at Livia, L-I-V-E-A dot com. So check it out. Eight weeks free. All right. Let's uh, let's make the final round here. Judd, your third and final prediction. Right, All right, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Timberwolves here, and I'm going to go to a specific game on October 28th. The Timberwolves are going to play host to the Los Angeles Lakers. Write this down. Patrick Beverly in that game will get at least one technical foul for chirping or confronting a Wolves player, coach, or the entire bench. <laughs> so, so basically, the oh, write this down is is predicated on Beverly not being teed up by an official for what he says or does to the official, but it will be for some type of confrontation with the Wolves. Okay. Pat Bev, Pat Bev is going to go full Pat Bev, and the clip that I saw yesterday of him dapping up. Russell, West, yeah. Russell was just outstanding. It was like the most insincere. Dudes hate each other. Well, and then like Westbrook, could find. Westbrook does this. He's done this before, where he'll just stalk press conferences. Yep. Where they might be what, criti- critical of him because he it's it, it's it's just an alpha move. He'll do it if there's if there's like a GM or coach press conference or something, and they're being asked questions about like when oh, they hired uh, they hired Darvin Ham, and there's tough questions being asked about. Hey, Russell Westbrook really struggled. Russell's in the room when he's answering those questions, just staring. What are you gonna say about? Me? You gonna say that I'm a you Russell Westbrick? You gonna call me Russell Westbrick? So you know I, he's just a weird guy. I don't know why, but I like Pat Bev. Like, there's something about his his demeanor and cantankerousness that I, I like. Westbrook, I can't stand. Well, yeah, he's he's super insecure. He's he doesn't change his. The guy's been a, a terrible shooter for his entire career. And now that some of his athletic abilities are eroding and he can't get to the places and get to the rim like he could before, keep in front of defenders, it's like, add a jump shot, dude. Extend your career by five years by yes. shooting three-pointers at a high clip. And, and But then he takes a bunch of threes still. It's like, dude, remember when, wasn't there a game toward the end of the year where the wolf, they were playing the Wolves or something, and he he had a wide-open shot or something in the corner and just absolutely bricked it off the side of the backboard? Anyhow, I think it's great. Pat Bev came in, too, and someone asked him, you know, uh, what's it going to be like playing with LeBron James and Anthony Davis? He goes, ask them what it's going to be like playing with me. I made the playoffs last year. They didn't. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. It's funny. Uh, That's great. All right, Declan, your third and final. All right, last one. Uh, I'm bringing back the uh, primetime parlay that I did last year. I would, I would always do the parlay uh, pick-ems for, for all the three parlay uh, primetime games in the NFL schedule this week. So write this down. All the road teams will win their primetime football game. So the Bucks, Ooh. the Bills, the Broncos will all win their respective primetime football game. Three-item parlay. Bills, Bucks, Broncos all win in week one. 
All right. Yeah, the Broncos at Seattle that should, should be, a, be a bloodbath. The other two are, are be a bloodbath. Up in the, I mean, Bills at Rams going to be tough. Um, Bucks are at Dallas. I'm just I'm just counting on Mike McCarthy being a buffoon and not having his team ready. So. Well, we don't know if Tom Brady is ready emotionally That's also or true. physically. That is also true. Dude, he's apparently him and Giselle are still on the rocks right now. Yeah, not good. Just get divorced already. Yeah, dude. I don't know what's Write this down. Nice greatest answer. All right, I'm going to make a Twins Yankees doubleheader prediction here too. So you got Louis Louis Varland, right? Yep. And and you got Joe Ryan against Garrett Cole for the the nightcap. Write this down. The Twins will use at least seven different relief pitchers today. At least seven different relief pitchers. They will essentially burn their entire bullpen today because they will not allow either of these pitchers to go deep. Uh, relief pitchers. Yep. Seven different relief yep. pitchers. I oh, I think it's so they will use think, at least yeah. nine pitchers is what I'm saying to get through these yep. two games today. And then we'll see what happens tomorrow. Very viable. So there you have it. Those are your write that down write predictions. Down. The only show in America that actually put statistics next to our predictions putting our reputations and careers on the line every single week. Uh, we'll give you the football and Vikings predictions over on Purple Daily as well. And don't forget, Vikings Vent Line, the regular season post-game edition, returns after Vikings-Packers this Sunday, the most fan-friendly, interactive post-game show on the planet, at least for our money. Uh, used to be a radio call-in show, Judd and I, for, for years, and... Uh, and now the last, this will be the third season where it's been exclusively on the Score North, uh, I should say the Purple Daily YouTube channel. So click subscribe on both the Purple Daily and Score North YouTube channels. And uh, we'll keep giving you this content on a daily basis. We'll see you on Ventline on Sunday. See you guys.